Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Crimes, Killers, Cults. And beer. And technical difficulties in beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Trying out a new thing. It worked just fine on the freaking test run last night. It worked perfectly, flawlessly. And then tonight, I'm the only one that hasn't had an issue yet. You, Todd, had a... a You better knock on some wood, man. (laughs) There you go. Anyway, um... Uh, two crazy Florida men drinking beer and talking about true, true crime, except this time it's three crazy Florida men drinking <laughs> something and talking about true crime. So we're going to bring We have a guest tonight, as you can see, if you're watching the video of this. And this is um, Dr. Paul Meckes. How's it going, buddy? All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, brother. And that's Todd. And that's Bill. And, and, and we're trying out something new tonight, but this is really fucking cool. I, I, I love that intro. I love that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I was so, working on a little bit uh, this morning. First thing I woke up, I'm like, okay, let me see what I got. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a new uh, new video editing software. So I was like, yeah, have fun, have fun with it. Right on. Yeah, cool. I mean, I like that. Um, <clears throat> so what are you drinking, Todd? Today. For the, uh, I figure for the topic, I got, uh, it's called Cosmic Crown. <laughs> it's a Belgian style strong golden ale made by Cigar Brewing Company right over there in Tampa. Nice. And um, yeah, it's really good. It's strong too, so I'm probably going to have two of them. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a nine percenter, so. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm, I'm probably only going to have two. Maybe three tops. <laughs> Paul, take a guess at what I'm drinking. Um, Bud Light. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Somebody's been listening to our show. <laughs> I was listening, man. I was listening. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you can't pick up anything cheaper, man. Hell yeah. Price went nope. down. That's what you call yeah, uh, right. That's what you call artificial manipulation of the market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just let them in on our master plan. <laughs> we planned this all That's along. like insider trading, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. Anyway. So, uh, what are you drinking, Paul? <laughs> I'm drinking uh, spiked Gatorade. Spiked, spiked Gatorade. <laughs> Hell yeah. For that deep down body thirst. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So, um, so Paul here has a a really a really cool podcast, um, and he chose this topic tonight, and it kind of ties in with his podcast, so it makes perfect sense that he chose this topic. So, um, tell us a, b- a little bit about your podcast, there, Paul. So, uh, my uh, parent network is called Conscious Radio Network. It's a uh, uh, our housing house is out of Claremont, Florida. And um, been around since 2015, originally uh, an internet-based radio show. Now, uh, two years ago, we decided to go, hey, we're going to do a podcast. And it went video. Everything is on the YouTube channel, Conscious Radio Network. And um, our show is titled The Weekly Seance. And we have people, uh, metaphysical practitioners all over the world that chime in and talk about their their metaphysical modality, whether it's uh, 
um, mediumship, psychic abilities, um, Reiki, um, holistic healing, um, all the way into scientific exploration of consciousness, what is free will, um, human consciousness, what is that all about, and um, down to the quantum physics levels of, uh, of creation. Sounds deep. <laughs> yeah. I, it can get there. Some, that's probably why my uh, numbers are low. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Damn it. And I thought you were going to get us a boost. No, I'm, I'm just not right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to call CERN on that one there. Uh, me up. Here we go. <laughs> so. Let's not get started about CERN and all the crap that's going on over there. <laughs> that, that's an entirely different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, uh, any anybody, you have any ado? I have no ado. I have no ado. So, uh, so tonight we are covering Heaven's Gate, the crazy comet cult, <laughs> and and you know it had been a, a while since I looked into the since I had listened to anything or looked into this one at all, and when I got you know, and for some reason I was thinking that this guy wasn't as bad as some of the others. You know, like the David Koresh's or whatever. I I was wrong. This guy's a piece of shit. This guy's one of the worst. <laughs> so, but we'll yeah. we'll get in, we're gonna get in all that into all that right now. So, Heaven's Gate was an American new religious movement or cult. Its its members committed suicide in 1997. It was founded in 1974 by Bonnie Nettles, who lived from 1927 to 1985. Bonnie also had a daughter named Terry, and it was co-run by Marshall Applewhite, who lived from 1931 to 1997. They were known within the cult as Tea and Doe. And um, the, the cult was a mixture of Christian beliefs, the New Age beliefs, and of course, UFOs and aliens. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Uh, March 26 of 1997, 39 decomposing bodies were discovered in a San Diego mansion. The leader, Marshall Applewhite, was among the bodies, and he had convinced the cult's followers that their deaths were merely a portal to a new reality. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess technically that's true. I mean, we don't know. Well, right. <laughs> so Paul might know. <laughs> uh, it depends on what they were on, too. I mean, it's a combination of chemicals and what somebody is telling you. You are going to see leprechauns tonight. Here's a mushroom. Oh, look, there's a leprechaun. <laughs> I don't know what happened to the LSD, but did you see that dragon in the kitchen? <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Doe and T believed that they were the second coming of Jesus with a once-in-a-lifetime once opportunity offered to humanity. He said in a recorded video, come with me and you will be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look <laughs> and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin with a traveling in the world of my creation. What we'll see will divide 
explanation. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Gene Wilder, that we brought you into this. <laughs> Rest in peace. It fit. <laughs> it did. was perfect. <laughs> but he did say that they were representative of the kingdom of God and that heaven was a physical place and that they were going to be able to go there on a spaceship. <laughs> in 1997, when the Halebop comet became visible, that was the sign that it was time to go. The spaceship was tailing the comet. Of course it was. Yeah. Hmm. But put a knife in that because we're going back to the beginning now. <laughs> put a knife in that. All right. The sources are the documentary People Magazine Investigates Colts, Heaven's Gate, and Wiki. Yay, Wiki! Because Wiki, nobody, Wiki. Can, nobody can lie on Wiki. Nope. <laughs> but um, Marshall Applewhite was the son of a Presbyterian minister and a veteran. Marshall began getting into religion in the early 70s, specifically biblical prophecy. Uh, you can, it, with these cults and everything and their upbringing and everything, you can always kind of see something, something early on that tr- triggers it, because prophecy was a big part of what this chucklehead was into (laughs) but he had a job at university of st thomas in houston texas which he was fired from apparently he was in a sexual relationship with a male student oh he should have gone to a catholic college (laughs) (laughs) he had to go there (laughs) of course i did he later met 40 44 year old Bonnie Nettles, who was also into theosophy and biblical biblical prophecy, <laughs> they met in a hospital, and it's believed that it was some believe that it was actually a mental hospital. Mm. <laughs> but uh, that, that's fitting if it was. <laughs> yeah. But Applewhite said that he felt like he had known Nettles for a long time, and Nettles told him that their meeting had been foretold to you know, had been for foretold by take a guess ETs huh extraterrestrials yep or god <laughs> or god <laughs> extraterrestrial either but or. god is god is an extraterrestrial though he doesn't live on earth so therefore he's extraterrestrial true true yeah yep good point so that was how he came to believe that he had some divine calling. Applewhite and Nettles were your typical sci-fi nerds on top on top of their interest in skewed re- religious beliefs, and they would study for hours at a time to authors like Helena B- B- Blavatsky. I think I got that right. Holy crap. Yeah, uh, that was good. <laughs> wow. That makes up for all the other ones. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> R.D. Lang and Richard Bach and they would also study the New Testament of the Bible that's kind of different they, these cult leaders only usually only study the Old Testament of the Bible <laughs> <laughs> Applewhite loved reading um, sci-fi from people like Robert Heinlein and Arthur C. Clarke so Heinlein huh? I love Heinlein <laughs> Don't know if I've ever read any of his work. Don't uh, know if I have. So but, anyway. 
By June of 1972, they had their doctrine laid out and put together. The two of them had been chosen to fulfill biblical prophecies and that they had higher level minds than other people. Yay! (laughs) They wrote a pamphlet that said that Jesus had been reincarnated as a man from Texas. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Deep in the heart of Texas. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, In addition to being Jesus, the pair also said that they were the two witnesses mentioned in the book of Revelation. They even went so far as to visit actual churches saying that they were the two, or even the UFO two for good measure. (laughs) (laughs) And I suspect they didn't get invited back very often. You think? <laughs> so they believed that they would be killed in front of others and then resurrected and then be transported to a spaceship. This was what they called the demonstration. Huh. They had to be asking themselves, why aren't people following us? This is such a great message and all. I mean, right. aliens, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And what what year was this again? What time was this? This is early seventies. Yeah, what seventy two? Like yeah, about about seventy two. Yeah. All right. So Streber hadn't written that book yet, so aliens weren't quite so mainstream at the time. True. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But two years later, in nineteen seventy four, they got their first follower. Uh Oh hell yeah! A woman named Sharon Morgan. Sharon. It explains what happened to Arby's career. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, that's a a different chair. Never mind. (laughs) And she actually abandoned her kids in order to trail Applewhite and Nettles. But a month. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it is. But a month month later, she bailed and went back to her family. And the, the two were left scratching their heads. Well, what did they do wrong? Huh? Well. The two were arrested for credit card fraud. They had used Morgan's credit cards on themselves. <laughs> of course. Because, yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> um, charges were dropped, but it came out that Applewhite had a warrant for stealing a rental car almost a year earlier in St. Louis, and he still had it. Wow. He still had it? <laughs> he still how in the hell <laughs> just, I stole this car I'm just going to drive it around yeah, I'll just for a year it. it'll be fine who's going to know yeah right I guess <laughs> I never had an APB out on it <laughs> no granted I mean I get it's before the internet and the records are probably a little bit slow but a year come on now yeah, yeah. <laughs> well if you never got pulled over must have been a really safe driver. Yeah, and he could have he he could have put a um he could have put a different license plate on it. I mean, yeah. could have stolen a license plate. Like like let's let's say it was like a green Vega. He could have stolen the license plate off of another green Vega and just slapped it on there. So if they ran the tag, it would come up under a green Vega. <laughs> so yeah, but, all right, we'll go with that. 
Yeah, it, I'm just assuming it was a. I'm just I'm just assuming it was a Vega because I could just picture him driving around in a Vega. <laughs> <laughs> so he served six years or six months in jail in Missouri, and then he returned to Nettles, and this is when they started going by Doe and T. Hmm. Okay. They then they then vowed to contact the extraterrestrials. And they they bought ads in newspapers trying to round up like-minded quacks, I mean individuals. Uh, <laughs> and they began to find them, and the disciples who showed up there were referred to as the crew by the two. <laughs> the crew by the two. The crew by the two. All right. So uh almost sounds like these were the two, uh, the first uh, CE5 events. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, at these meetings, they told people that they represented beings from another planet called the Next Level. The planet was called the Next Level. It's not a very good name for a planet, if you ask me. No. Yeah, who names a planet that? Like Sulu. Set a course for the Next Level. Right? Man, huh? I, lack of creativity, or they're really into video games. <laughs> well, video games didn't even exist. In I was going to say, there weren't even video games yet. <laughs> they foresaw. They foresaw. Yeah, the aliens in technology uh, before we yeah. even had them. Great. I need to put my, I need to put, maybe put the cooler back there so behind me. <laughs> so, um, the inhabitants, the inhabitants of the next level, were looking for participants in an experiment. Run, <laughs> run, just run, just go. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I, I still want to say something, but I don't know. I'm not going to. Never mind. Oh come on, do it. <laughs> what was the experiment? Anal probing. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> I could say something, but I won't. <laughs> He's going to mute me. <laughs> I was like, we have a dump button. <laughs> you do. <laughs> uh, yeah, we run it on like a seven second delay here so we can like mute it. <laughs> Wait, we're not live, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, God. But this is the offer that I mentioned at the beginning. And the people who volunteered would be taken into a higher evolutionary level. And 25 people signed on. <laughs> well. Okay. In September, in September of 1975, the two preached in a motel at Waldport. Oregon. Twenty more people sold all of their possessions and bolted without a, without saying goodbye to their loved ones and joined up with the two. Mm. None of their loved ones knew where they were, where they were going, or what they were doing. You know, all of these people that had joined were lost and down on their luck to the point that they were willing to take a chance on anything. And maybe they figured that this kind of stuff was so out there that it had to be true. Like you can't make this shit up. <laughs> God, you know how many times I've heard that? Dude, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what they said about episode 50. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, That was a great story, Bill. You did an amazing job on that, bro. Thank you. But (laughs) um, they preached that they had come from the kingdom of heaven to usher these people into the next level. And they they said that 2000 years ago, Jesus was sent to earth for the same purpose and that they had been sent again here. We're now now. (laughs) (laughs) The now now. (laughs) Spaceballs reference. Yes. Uh, yeah, did you get one in? I was wondering how you. Well, I wasn't wondering. I was wondering when you were going to do it. Yeah, you knew one was coming in this episode, <laughs> and there might be another yeah. one coming. Who knows? But, Who knows? Paul, we for a while we like tried to put a, like a spaceballs reference in every single episode, and we did for a while. Uh, but then now it's just like every now and then type of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's appropriate in this one, though. I think. Very. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, they they said that if you didn't take advantage of this 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 time right now, you'd have to wait another two thousand years. <laughs> oh God! Well, of course, because you know it's now or never. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's kind of like a um, kind of like a high pressure car salesman. I can only give you this offer for the next hour. Then the price goes up to another two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. The next next hour. That's it. And it's gone. You walk away from this. Instead of twenty thousand dollars, it's gonna cost you twenty two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. All right. <sighs> Damn, I should have done that in Lang's voice. Michael Lang's voice. <laughs> it was close. Anyway, moving on. It was close, yeah, but not. But it wasn't him. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say that in the documentary, there are interviews with survivors, and all of them speak with like broken voices, like stereotypical mental patient on the TV shows. And I can't even try to do it because if I did, number one, if I did, I don't think I'd be able to do it to actually do it justice. And number two, it would come off like I was making fun of them, mm. which I'm which I'm not because I feel for these people. But, but, but it, okay. All right. Picture somebody that has had a stroke and how they talk. Oh yeah. Like a, like a bad stroke and how they talk and like, you know, like broken, you Mm -hmm. know, like broke choppy and stuff that all, all of the survivors that were interviewed, they, that's how they talked. And I don't know if maybe it's just maybe coincidentally they all had strokes and that's what happened or maybe something else happened. I don't know. Hmm. I'm sure there was some psychological torture going on, but anyway. Absolutely, there was. But if you followed Doe and T, you'd reach a higher level being and you'd catch a ride on a UFO that would take you to heaven. (laughs) And at the time, at the time, Doe and T said that you didn't have to die to get that. But once you did get to heaven, you would live forever. Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the next level requires human metamorphosis. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to know if these two actually believed, actually really did believe that they were aliens, and I'm guessing they didn't. Of course not. But 
later on, later on in the story, though, it really seems like Marshall Applewhite just totally lost his marbles. I mean, just like, to- yeah. you know, so, you know, like a lot of them do toward the end. A lot of these cult leaders do toward the end. They just totally lose. You know, Jim, Jim Jones did it. Uh, you know, they just lost all. But Jim Jones started off as a good dude and then lost his mind. Yeah, really went crazy. Went off the rocker at the end. Um, yeah, right. Another thing, too, with psychology, with the, I mean, you can tell yourself something, and we're all susceptible to it. We can brainwash ourselves. And um, mm-hmm. through the studies that I've, that I've conducted too, and some of the people that I've, that I've worked with in psychology and metaphysics that we can just, if we tell ourselves something over and over and over and over again, we start to believe it. We think it's real. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, which is why the court systems don't really rely on eyewitness testimony on testimony anymore. They try to go strictly scientific and, and get as much of the forensics as they can, because as time goes on, an eyewitness is no longer dependable. Yep. True, it's it's like the the telephone game. Yeah, oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Eyewitnesses, like after twenty four hours, an eyewitness is no longer reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just the way human memory works. You start filling it; your brain fills in details that you may or may not have seen. I mean, I right. know. I mean, I. I mean, I'm not a psychologist, obviously, <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I watch. You know, I I'm into that stuff, and I learn about that, and it's like, yeah, dude, I mean, because I have memories of things that seem real to me, but I'm pretty sure that it's just, you know, it's how your brain works. Your brain just fills in details that may were maybe weren't there or maybe were there or you would change things you know it's just the human memory is a very fallible thing oh yeah right well i was um i was i was recently interviewed for an upcoming podcast on faith assembly which is the cult that i grew up in but um and some of the questions the, the the person that was doing the interview they had questions that they had come up with based on listening to our two episodes on that cult and um, and I was ans- answering the questions as how it came to me, but then then again I go into the um you know I, I went back and I listened to the two episodes again um a couple days later, and there were things that I didn't tell them exactly the same way that I did when we did the episode. <laughs> there was yeah. like little minor differences. I was like, hope she doesn't think I was full of shit. But <laughs> you know, it's just it's just yeah. you know your memories kind of change or whatever. I mean, it's just minor details, but still, I caught it. I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but the, um, <clears throat> this metamorphosis was like a, caterp- a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. <laughs> Apple's, Apple White would close these um, sessions saying, follow me and let me show you what I know. <laughs> Let me show you what I made up. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Another example of a cult, because I think cults are everywhere, and oh, yeah. some of them are invisible. Some of them are forms of cults, but eh, they can be cults. Like this, um, I remember my first experience with um, the pyramid, mar- the pyramid level marketing scheme. Yeah, 
that have been out oh, there. Yeah. Um, when I got when I got sucked into one, it felt like a cult. You had the upper echelon of these pyramid marketing schemes, these directors mm-hmm. coming after you and telling you things, and in in a way that you, it was just it seemed believable. Oh yeah, but you you were at the bottom of the 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 pole, so it was like I. And it felt like these feel like cults. Well, yeah, I mean that we kind of touched on that in our last episode about Chris Watts because his his wife was um, part of that was in a market mm-hmm. a multi level marketing um, organization. Yeah. And but yeah, I mean there there's definitely yeah there's definitely a, a full length episode in there about multi level marketing. Mm-hmm. And, right. Dude, and we so, did one about I mean. I don't think it's necessarily a cult, but they have cult-like tendencies. Is like the whole like flat Earth thing that's going on oh, nowadays. Yeah. I've been trying to get one of those people on my uh, <laughs> they on won't. my show because you know something I it, I've heard some things that are so so believable. It's like I just I I'll open up the platform just to hear them. Just give them a yeah. platform and tell me tell me tell me what you think, man. So I'm, with, I'm I'm willing to listen, but it's like okay. <laughs> we have a we have a flat earther that follows the um that follows our show. I'm pretty sure that I could get him to come on. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I I know one too. <laughs> I'm talking about flat earth Frank. No, um, no, I'm talking about a real person. <laughs> <laughs> Flat Earth Frank but, is one of my characters. <laughs> but but if I brought her on, it might wreck something that's going good right now. So yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna do that. Yeah. Well, I um, well, Flat Earth Frank. I mean, I you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd have him come in right like right now, but this episode's too long. Yeah. <laughs> we got yeah, we got shit to do. We, we've digressed yeah, yeah. enough. That's a <laughs> on with the show, as it were. Yeah. So um. So now Applewhite was the mouthpiece of the cult and Nettles was the true and actual leader. And Applewhite said that this was because Nettles had so much more experience with the aliens, so he wanted to learn from her. He just wanted the spotlight and Nettles was fine with this arrangement. Okay. Now, I mentioned Nettles' daughter, Terry, and she was very close with Nettles and and very much into this doctrine that they were teaching. But prior to meeting Applewhite, they would search the skies for UFOs together. And Nettles would hold seances and do astrology readings for people, all with Terry present. Now, Terry is still alive today. But Nettles left um, Terry behind to go on this crusade with Applewhite. But, but she, she wrote letters to Terry outlining their doctrine. You know, which that's kind of shitty on, Net, on Bonnie Nettles' part. Yeah, right. So these people who attended these meetings and joined, they bought it hook, line, and sinker. To join, like I mentioned, they had to sever all ties and walk away from their lives, dropping all of their their lives outside of the cult in order to reach the next level. Applewhite said that non-believers would threaten their mission. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever somebody says, they're on a mission. Yeah, there's something going on there. I mean, it's not, God, I've got a mission. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> But clearly, this is isolation, but 
Uh, but this is to this this is this isolation is to coin a play to to coin a phrase the next level of isolation. <laughs> <laughs> Applewhite said that they had to hide from society, and quoting one one survivor, he says that's when shit hit the fan. <laughs> okay, all right. Local news crews began reporting that families were concerned that their family members had given everything away, and in some cases, even spouses and children, to follow this mystery couple. And they were concerned that their loved ones had been absorbed into a cult. And the police thought that they were con artists, which all cult leaders are. Oh, yeah. But the police and the media had it right. Um, there, but the problem with, was that these people had disappeared of their own free will, so there was literally nothing that they could do uh, because no laws had been broken at this point, other than moral morality laws. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, nobody was actually kidnapped, right? Yet, <laughs> yet. <laughs> actually, nobody. You, you yeah. were allowed. You were allowed to leave this cult. There, there. You know. I mean, Marshall would, we're, we're going to get to that, but Marshall would try to talk you out of it. But at, if you decided that you didn't want to stay there anymore, he'd just basically, all right, bye. Wow. You're not welcome back. Well, I'm leaving for a reason. <laughs> but Yeah, right. I'm leaving. I don't want to come back. Yeah, it's not like Scientology or the FLDS or any of these others were, you know. You can't you know. say Scientology, man. You're going to get us killed. <laughs> yeah, you can mute that out. What <laughs> uh, isn't isn't Scientology the study of science? In a, in a form? That's what I thought it was. Oh, you mean okay. there's a there's a cult called Scientology? I didn't know that. <laughs> nice cover. That's the cover name. <laughs> That's the cover name for it. I'm sure it has an. Uh, no, the, the the study of science, according to Flat Earthers, is scientism. Mm. Scientism. <laughs> That's what they call it. All the, I don't all know. The, all the flat earthers call the Glovers. They say your your religion is scientism because you believe in science and not what you can observe with your own eyes. Huh. Science. Scientism. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but that makes me think of like um, these people that will take a noun and put ing at the end of it, and therefore it's a verb. Yeah. Like vacationing. Yes. Vacationing <laughs> is not a word. That's not a word. You can't take a noun and turn it into a verb by putting ing at the end of it. Sure you okay. can. It happens all no, the you... time. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it was right. I'm just saying it happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. The butcher of the language. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? Well, this summer I'm vacationing at Saint-Tropez. <laughs> I mean, it's easier said I'm going on vacation, too. You know, like I'm vacationing at. And, vacationing. You know, it works. <laughs> but, um, I, but I get what you mean. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. I and, want you I, I want you to go. I want you to go out flyering. What's flyering? You're passing out flyers. Well, why don't you just say passing out flyers? Because flyering <laughs> is one word. Passing out flyers is... Three words at least. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying amount. to save their yeah, they're trying to save their breath. They you know, they're trying to conserve oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
because, because the people that do that are oxygen thieves to begin with. So. <laughs> they're oxygening. <laughs> Oxygenating. <laughs> hashtag. Hashtagging. But hashtag. I, no, actually, hash, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! All right. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, have another. <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> I, I'm the one that's supposed to derail Bill. He's not supposed to derail me. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. This is a long one. Let's keep going. The tabling has changed. <laughs> Okay, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my mouse? Damn it. It's mousing. (laughs) Oh, come on, dude. I said that's enough. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, My mouse is hooked up to the other computer. I don't even have a mouse right now. I've got three monitors here. So... um... But Doe and Chi left Oregon with their followers and went to a campground in Colorado. And this is where the training would begin for the followers to become next level beings. In Colorado. I could, in Colorado. I could just picture them out there doing jumping jacks. <laughs> yeah. Obstacle you got to be a, Yeah, with the, the freaking tires. You go, do, 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 you know, like, tires on the ground. and But. Uh, running up ramps to the UFO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mastering oh, the art of trying to jump as far because you might have to jump from the ground to the UFO if the UFO can't land. Like you're last in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull up so that in case you do have to jump and you grab onto it, you can hold on. <laughs> make it. I can make it. I made it. No, you didn't. I could get a boot in your face and you're kicked back off the ramp. <laughs> you were late. Damn. You're not worthy. <laughs> get off my ship. That's going on TikTok. <laughs> Uh, when the guest derails both of us (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, god they were taught that you would transition while you were conscious and aware they literally thought that it was just a matter of months before they were going to be taken up into a spaceship (laughs) A matter of months. <laughs> a matter of months. <laughs> Month and things. Still the seventies, right? Uh, yes. Uh, the, the training process began, and members would meet with T and Doe, and they had created such a cult of personality about about them that the survivors said that they were uncomfortable being in their presence because T and Doe were special and they were nothing. Huh. Well. <laughs> Okay. More like they're special and tea and dough are nothing. Well, I mean, me. yeah, that's the truth of it, but, you know. Right. But anyway. 
Applewhite told them that they that they couldn't take them on as students unless they were willing to drop all of the behavior that they already knew. Um, checklist. They've already dropped their careers, their family, their money, their possessions, basically their entire lives. But now they had to drop sex because it wasn't common to the kingdom of heaven. And, oh, hey, dude, I'd be out right there. I'm sorry. Yep. If sex was the big one, if a cult leader could take sex away from you, then he owns you. But unlike most cults, Applewhite isn't using the Animal Farm playbook. Rules for thee, but not for me. Yes. Yeah, you know, he he was he wasn't having sex with anyone. He wasn't even having sex with T. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's a there's a lot of things that stick out here that aren't you know like the the norm for for cults. You know, it's just yeah. So couples that came there together had to separate, and Applewhite basically turned it into a gender neutral and emotionally numb society, and put a knife in that. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It goes you know, full celibacy. That's kind of like uh borderline schizophrenic freaking yeah. possibly. I mean, look at some of the, like some of the Buddhist cultures though too. It's like, uh, Oh yeah. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So are we saying that Marshall Applewhite was the first incel before there were incels? He wasn't invol- mm-hmm. involuntary celibate, though. He was voluntary celibate. He wasn't. Uh, he wasn't an incel. He okay. chose. He chose that. He could have. If he if he wanted to say something, you know, to put in one of those rules, like you know, like these other cults do, where they where just like nobody can have sex except for him, and he gets to have sex yeah. with everybody. He could have, and they would have went along with it. Oh yeah. All right. Um. So he was a vol sale. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I come up with them. Huh? I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, sometimes I come up with good ones, and which is weird because I've had a really crappy day. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> like, dude, work was a bitch. Fucking all the issues all the- I had getting here. <laughs> Yeah, but we get to but we get to rag on a cult, so that's always fun. Yeah, we're ragging on a cult and I'm feeling better. So here we go. And, there, and there's 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 no kid deadling in this one. In fact there's no Thank kids God, at all in this one. Shit. Yeah. So there's there's no kids at all in this one. That's another thing that separates, you know, Heaven's Gate from a lot of the other cults. There's no kids. Well yeah, because they weren't allowed to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> well they didn't even bring the kids in. Nobody brought kids in. But um, they preached that the only acceptable bond between two people should be a mutual desire to get to the next level. All right. <clears throat> but they all bought in. One couple who came in together, they were deeply in love, like storybook romance, pure soulmates. I mean, just like, you know, their stories in the documentary and everything. And it just sounded, you know, it, it, how they met and what they did and all that stuff and everything, you know, their courtship and all that stuff and they, how they fell in love. I'm surprised that, you know, Hallmark hasn't made a movie about them because it was just like the way it was portrayed in the documentary was like, um, was like, you know, it's just like, they, you know, these, these people, they, 
you know, they, I finally found the love of a lifetime. You know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, but they ended their relationship happily. Now, can can you imagine the power that Applewhite and Nettles had over them? I mean, this 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 hits me on a personal level too. You know, just destroying that relationship just because you know episode 10 and 11 if you're a new listener i'm a i'm a cult survivor and those two episodes are my story and if you are a new listener welcome (laughs) so uh, but this is where this next part is where the is where the back and forth and double speak starts to come in um the followers are given a document called the 17 steps, which is basically a directive telling the followers how to think and behave. And I'm going to go through them. I'm just going to read it. All right. One, can you follow instructions without adding your own interpretation? No. Two. Negative. Can you deliver instructions as you receive them or do they change according to your computer? And I'm assuming that computer means brain. Mm. No, I can't do that either. No. Do you participate in inconsiderate conversation, polluting the ears of others while you and your partner work things out? That's confusing. I don't even know how to answer that. It's very confusing. Um, Uh, I'm going to say go to that one too, I think. Well, my brain wrapped itself around that. No, I don't do that. In other words, in other words, they're asking um, or saying, "Do not interject in my conversation." Yeah, I can see that. I can also see it as like, um, like okay, if it, it says you and your partner, you're not supposed to have a partner in there. So it's just like if you're mm-hmm. having like a like a like a like an argument with somebody who you came there with or whatever, then are you gonna are you gonna have that argument in front of somebody? Yeah, but I I, I think yours I think yours Paul is more um. You know, is I think yours is closer to what yeah. I came up with. But oh. four, are you physically clumsy, breaking things because you handle them too harshly or carelessly? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you halfway complete a task because of your poor standard of what is thorough? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you put tasks off, i.e. procrastinate? Absolutely. <laughs> you better not have said no to that, Todd. I would have called you on your bullshit right then and there. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, I live by procrastination, dude. That is my lifestyle. <laughs> I am your procrastinating. Of... <laughs> you're procrastinating right now. I am. If, if you're awake, you're procrastinating. <laughs> yes, I, I I I resemble that remark. <laughs> so, are your patterns of cleanliness, sensitivity, gentleness, etc., consistent, or are they good only when spotlighted? Hmm. <laughs> That's actually a good question. That is a good question. Because, um, yeah, it's, it's basically saying, are you are you fake or are you real? Like, like the the thought that popped in my head with that one was like, okay, is your is your house clean like all the time or only when people come over? Oh fuck, dude, you're talking to a procrastinator. Of course, it's only. When people come over. 
No, but I'm, I'm just saying that that question right there, that question right there, that's a that's actually a, that, a that is actually a legitimate question. Yeah. <laughs> um, if it was up to me, my house would only be clean when people came over. But <laughs> I have other people that live here, and they take care of the house. So you know, I don't have to worry about that. Do you use more of something that is adequate? For example, excessively high cooking flame, more toothpaste than necessary, etc. Okay, that's just nitpicking. Although, well, uh, I don't know. Excessively high cooking flame. I mean, that's a good way to burn a steak. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's, um, that's, a, that's a really good question, especially when you're aboard a spaceship, because you got very limited supplies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I, I would have to say no to that one because I have substitutes. So, well, I mean, uh, also, I mean, if you're, you know, if that spaceship, I can only assume it's similar to what, you know, would be like in a submarine, a very mm-hmm. limited supply of oxygen. Yeah. So if you're, so if you're cranking that cooking plane up, that, that's going to burn oxygen faster. True. True. In other words, cook, cook your steak on one. <laughs> yeah. Make a giant pot, let it last a month. Exactly. Yeah, it'll take it'll take a that steak that steak on setting one. It'll take like three hours to cook, but it'll yeah. be nice and juicy by the time it's done. Yep. <laughs> slow and low, man. Slow and low. Mm-hmm. Do you go from one extreme? This is number nine. Uh, do you go from one extreme to another, as from overeating to undereating, etc.? That's that's pretty vague. That yeah, is a little vague, vague but um. I would have to say yes to that one. Well, yeah, because obviously on Super Bowl Sunday or Thanksgiving, you're going to eat a hell of a lot more than you do any other day. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the <laughs> whole eating thing for me, at that that's kind of a like a, a throw-off thing because I don't ever eat a lot at one time. I eat because dude, I've been a cook for, what, 25 years now, 26 years? So I eat like a little bit all those you here and there because yeah. I don't have time to like make a meal and sit down because I got, you know, I got to cook for the people that come in the restaurant. So, right. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Number 10 is a long one. Are you, are you sensitive when approaching another individual about something you want to discuss? Do you permit that individual the choice to continue what he is doing, or do you force him to drop it in order to give attention to you? Do you stop and check, and or do you assume that what is on your mind is more important than what's on theirs? Know the difference between your relationship with your teachers and your fellow classmates in this regard. Hmm. That's another. That's another legit question. Oh, yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. But it's just like, are, are you the type of person like if, like if, if I'm in the middle of do, doing something and you run up to me, hey, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. Uh, no, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> All right. Well, if, if, when you put it like that, no, I'm not that kind of person. I will wait until <laughs> yeah, it's the proper opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'll walk yeah. up to you and I'll be like, "What's up?" And if you're like, "I'm busy," give me a minute. I'll be like, "Okay." Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm normally well, apprehensive from when our I'm... phone calls and texts over the last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy, dude. I'll call you back. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Norm- normally, I'm apprehensive if, if, if I 
have something to say to somebody, I kind of look at the surroundings, look how, let's see what the person's attention is. If their attention is really focused on something, I say, hey, I got something to ask you, you know, I'll ask it in a moment unless you're, unless you're free, you know. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much me too. I will be like. Respectful. Yeah, I have, Mm -hmm. I, I have something to say, but you're busy. I'll wait. Yeah, right. Do you, number number eleven. Oh, this goes to eleven. This is number eleven. Um, it goes to seventeen. Oh shit! <laughs> but um, do you needlessly ask a question when the answer is obvious, or a moment of silent observation would quickly reveal the answer? Hmm. Is that a rocket going off? When there's clearly a rocket going off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma- I, yes, I am the master of the obvious. So yes, I would <laughs> yes, I would do that. I am not a very good one for eleven. No, no, and that is a, that eleven is, is it's got the right place to be eleven because I mean unless unless it's out of sarcasm. Well, it does come after ten and before twelve. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number 12. Are you pushy, aggressive, interfering, or demanding in any way? I am. No, not really. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, you are, for sure, but not me. No, I'm not really. Cause... Has yeah, I mean, I can, I, you know, I mean, and... Technically, I mean, we're all guilty of this. If this is something that, you know, is part of a project, if we're all doing a project, I mean, we're all podcasters, and we got to get something ready for a project or ready for a show, then, you know, and there's a deadline. I mean, we're all, we all get a little pushy and aggressive and, and stuff when it comes to timetables and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. More so me than Todd, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, not, when you put it that way, actually being a cook, I get like really aggressive at work when people are like people on the line with me are doing shit slow. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, this ticket's been hanging for 10 minutes and you're just now putting shit on for it. Come on. Wow. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? So actually when you, when the way Paul put it, then yes, I am that way. Exactly. I'm totally that way. Yeah, well, I'm definitely I'm definitely that way when it comes to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you so, are. So twelve is open ended. I mean, that's like really. Yeah. <laughs> I get. Yeah, twelve is definitely a, up to interpretation. I believe. Yeah, all of it is really, but but, but 12, there are, twelve really is because see, I would have said no, I'm not that way until what Paul said, and then I was like, dude, I'm that way at work every freaking day. I go to work. So yeah, I am that way. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. So, number 13 has familiarity caused you to become so relaxed with your partners or others that some of you that your actions or words don't hold enough restraint yes i would take it one step further and say yes even to strangers <laughs> <laughs> but um, number fourteen. I just burn through these quickly. Um, unless one that come, unless there's another just out there. One. Are you gentle, simple, cautious, and thoughtfully restrained in your and your steps and all other physical actions or words? No, I don't have a filter. 
That's what no, I. No, me neither. <laughs> but that that's what I that's what I took from that one. Dude, it's like, do you do you censor yourself? Do you have a filter? Um, no, I don't have a filter. I, well, <laughs> I, I try to keep a happy workplace, but in my head, <laughs> everybody's getting fucking blasted. Yeah. I only filter myself if I know I'm going to be can- canceled or something. You'd be like, oh. Yeah, well, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to be that way nowadays. Fuck. Mm-hmm. True. Number 15, have you outgrown defensiveness and its flip side martyrdom? Uh, No. No, I have not. <laughs> Well, and ne- neither neither has Applewhite and Nettles. They want to be they want to be murdered and resurrected. They want to yeah. be martyrs. Yeah. Hypo- hypocrisy, right there. Yeah. I mean, it's all hypocrisy, but but right there, it's blatant. Right there, it's blatant because of the fact that um, they said it in their in their early their early doctrines. They are the two. Their their destiny is to is to basically become martyrs. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. they did. So that that's a trick question. Yeah, I don't want any of their crew to tell them how it is. So there is a little bit of animal uh, animal farm in that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that when I was doing the notes. I just caught it now. So <laughs> number sixteen, can you understand and review in your mind all the ways in which members of the next level are sensitive if you can you have no excuse for not working on improving in all of these areas at all time and i, I have absolutely i don't either <laughs> paul <laughs> i have no idea um, that, yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that question is just word salad man that that yeah, means man. nothing sounds like mm. it, it, it well it okay i'm gonna i'm gonna break it down a little bit um it sounds like it's asking you: Are are you in tune with the sensitivities of other members? But at the same time, you're you're supposed to be be completely emotionally numb. So it's a trick question. It's making you think. Oh, it, it that's exactly what it is. It's a trick question because you're, you know, if you say, um, if you say yes, I I can, you know, pick up on when all all of my my fellow members are sensitive and everything. Guess what? You just fucked up. That's a trick yeah, question. Right. Yeah, it is. No. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. Can't do nothing. Nope. nope. Let them be. <laughs> so, and finally, number 17, when your teachers have asked someone to do a task and it relates to you, do you treat that task and, it, and its deliverers with as much respect as you would as if it came directly from your teachers? Hmm. Mm. No clue. <laughs> so your teacher told you to tell somebody to do something, basically, right? Right. And the person telling me to do something, do I treat them with a boss man said, do this, you need to do this? Yeah, 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 I would do that, I guess. Well, when you put it that way, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it's saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I didn't I didn't catch it at first, but when you explained it like that, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I agree. 
Dude, boss man told me to tell you to go dig that ditch. Well, all right, if boss man said so, I guess I'm going to go dig a ditch because boss man signs a paycheck. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I, I realize that is like way out of context with what's going yeah. on here. But right. yeah, sure, I would. Yeah, why not? So basically, if you didn't answer these um, questions in the way that um, Marshall Appleway and Bonnie Nettles decided, you know, they should be answered, you'd have to dial it back and correct it. Hmm. And this is so the can complete I take the test again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this the this is the complete and total erasure of somebody's individuality. Uh, this is the the way to the next level. No fucking thanks. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm fairly certain my answers to the questions wouldn't have got me to the next level. So whatever. Yeah, I would have been out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. But I didn't pass the test. All right, fine. I'm out. Later. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> um, you're only allowed to talk if you had a reason to. There's, and there's no touching or comforting. Like if somebody's upset about something, number one, they shouldn't be upset. Number two, eh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. So Applewhite then started them on a sadistic sleeping schedule. Um, two hours two hours of sleeping, two hours awake. You know, basically creating zombies. Dude, but, that's my whole life right now, bro. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did, like, seriously. I did. I got home from work, and I took, like, a nap. That's when Bill called me. Like, it's, like, <laughs> hour and a half, two hours. I woke up. I'll be up for a while. I'll go to sleep. I'll probably sleep for, like, maybe four or five hours. I'll wake up. Yeah, but this is two hours on, two hours off. But, but you know uh, what I mean, dude. I mean, I yeah. It's just yeah. My my circadian rhythm is like really fucked up. Oh, I know. Like sometimes I won't have gone to bed by three o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden you'll pop up there. Hey, what's up, Todd? And I'm still awake, and you're. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. The, the, yeah, that happens from time to time. I wonder if it's all two, you know, two hours. Everybody at the same time. If they staggered it, you know, that would have been interesting, especially depending on how much property you got, because that would have been one hell of a fire watch. Right? Yeah, right? Hell yeah. No. Yeah, it didn't. It doesn't say, but I, I, I wondered that, too. It's like, is it everybody? And I'm guessing it's not, because somebody's got to make sure that everybody, that nobody's getting up and doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. Because, I'm, because, because another thing that was, um, you know, the the way and and this in this cult was tattle uh, tattletailing tattling mm, tattle, rats yeah <laughs> you dirty rat ratting yeah you go the snitch <laughs> that's an accepted that's an accepted one uh, oh well whatever whatever it is it is it is what it is but um. But this was a way to overcome the human condition, the human condition, which wasn't acceptable in the next level. <sighs> Your body is just a vehicle and Apple White decided what you needed. Oh. Everyone, male or female, all cut their hair short so that everybody looked the same. And this was to prevent sexual attraction, which wasn't acceptable in the next level. Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with Apple White and and nettles they they know that this is bullshit these two and many other 
cult leaders are sadistic fucks who get gratification off of literally torturing people. Yes. I mean, what what really is that? You know, Paul, what do you what do you what do you think goes on in these people's heads where it's just like, okay, I mean, is it is it is it a, a sadist mentality or is there something else going on? What, what's a, you know, it's narcissism at at its finest. Um, I mean, you have when you have a person that wants to gain control and have have control over somebody and especially a group of people if you know you can gain control over a group of people that gives you power and that feeling of power i mean look at politicians nowadays well true yeah right but when you have and feel that power you never want to let it go and once you i mean look at i mean they only had one person you know that that joined the cult and then suddenly they got 20 and then 25 when, right, when that happened, true. it's like, oh, my God, we're doing something right. Now you want to keep that power. So now yeah. these are these are tools for them to be able to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Totally. And if they and if they fall for it, if these people fall for it, then now, you know, you have control. Yep. I just wouldn't I just wouldn't be able to, to say any of this shit with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but none of these people were being held against their will, and this is another thing that's different from a lot of these cults. If you wanted to leave, you could go. You just weren't allowed back if you left, and and no nobody left because they didn't want to miss out on this great opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Gonna catch a UFO to heaven. <laughs> and that's how these MLM people they come at they come at you. I got a great business opportunity for you. We're going to wear the cosmic crown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. See, I knew, I knew, dude, I went to the, I went to the liquor store, dude. I'm like, I know what we're doing tonight. Need to find a beer that will relate to it. And I saw this. There it is. (laughs) Cosmic crown. That's the first one. I'm like, dude, all right. I got it. Because it's perfect. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, so if you did anything outside of the septeen, the the septeen, the the sep, the September serpentine. There you go. Um, if you did anything outside the seventeen steps, it was called a slippage, and according to Heaven's Gate, slippage was the same thing as a sin. Oh, Jesus! All right, here we go. Paul, whenever I say the word sin in any cult episodes, that's how I say it. Sin! <laughs> sin! <laughs> but um, by 1980, they now had an established name, the Human Individual Metamorphosis, which I find hilarious because it's an acronym. It's H-I-M, and they M. want to erase genders. <laughs> wow. Gender. Not but you know, I'm sure they weren't thinking that far ahead when they came up with that shit. Of course not. But still, it's, it's just it's just a it's just a funny irony. That's all. It is. <laughs> oh, dude, that's a that's a yes. Anyway, <laughs> and by now the followers were completely indoctrinated and ready for the UFO to come and take them away. Cha cha, coming. <laughs> coming. Take me away. <laughs> so. Um, to the next level. Apple White, <laughs> White whichever comes first. Apple White told them it would happen in four months. And then when four months came around, it was two years. And when two years came around, it was indefinite. 
but it will happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. But Apple if White blamed. If it didn't happen in a month, I'd have been like, dude, fuck this guy. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have given him the four months. But, but still, well, you're a lot I more mean, generous than I am. Well, if he's that's what he said initially. Four months. All right, I'll give you four months. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. But you know what I mean, though, dude? It's like it's like everybody that does these fucking end of the world fucking predictions. Oh yeah. They, they say, they oh, all... it's gonna end on whatever January 27th, 2024. Well, just go yeah. 24 because they a lot of them do it that close. And then when it doesn't happen, because I watch this shit on YouTube, dude, because this shit fascinates me. They they, they will fucking, all right, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe the aliens weren't talking to me. Maybe I misunderstood them, but it was going to be this year or this next year or this right. time later and later. And like when it never happens, and like people just like, dude, you, you can go to these channels where these people do this shit. You just watch their fucking followers fucking just drop. Well, Warren Jeffs, he did that. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. It was the 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 big uprising when um when their compound was supposed to like rise off of the fucking like that <laughs> like that scene in the freaking Avengers movie. Yeah, where the, where the entire city just gets lifted up. Um, you know, it, that was supposed to happen around the Olympics in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. and, it, and then it didn't happen. And you're just like, our faith was. Our faith wasn't strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> so they they blamed it on the followers. We thought you were ready, but you aren't, so we have to wait. It's all up to you now because you weren't ready the first time. <laughs> <laughs> after five okay. years, after five years, Applewhite finally told everybody uh, that the spaceship would be coming that very same night and there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> they stayed up all night and of course nothing happened. And Apple White and Nettles said that they had been duped by lower forces who wanted to show them up. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh god who are the lower forces <laughs> um, damn earthlings yeah right science fiction fans <laughs> good people. I don't know who knows it was Scientology <laughs> you can't say that word man you're gonna get us killed <laughs> They're going to come grab us. John Travolta is going to fly us out over the ocean in his jet, and they're going to throw us out the fucking plane. <laughs> but, Tom, you know, Tom Cruise is going to be the one kicking us out the plane. Yeah. Dude, I would trip over him. Like, I know, literally. right, dude? He's only 5'7", dude. But he's fucking <laughs> built. Dude, dude, for a 60-year-old man, Tom Cruise is fucking, he's fucking, he's tight. <laughs> Guys are ripped. <laughs> he, you find him dreamy, Todd? Um, I wouldn't <laughs> kick him out of bed. If that <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wouldn't go out of my way to get him in my bed, but I wouldn't kick him out of him if he was there. You know, saying it's Tom Cruise, dude. Fuck. <laughs> God. So the followers understood and all agreeing that it that it wasn't their fault. It wasn't Bonnie and Marshall's Applewhite's fault. It was these underlings, whoever the hell they were. But I mean, that, but still, that's just. You would think one person would have said, "Okay, who exactly are you talking about?" You know. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that he didn't call out L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yep. <sighs> Around this time, it was 1985, and it had been 10 years since um, since Bonnie Nettles had seen or talked to her daughter, Terry. She called Terry in the middle of the night, wake, waking her, and Terry was groggy, so Bonnie said that she'd call back the next day. And that call never came, because Bonnie had died. And it took um, Applewhite a year to work up the guts to call her and tell her himself. But he did but he didn't call her. He did that by mailing her a cassette tape of him telling her the news so that he wouldn't have to answer any questions. Hmm. And wow. you can hear, you can hear the audio from that tape on the documentary. And he's just basically, yeah, I'm a coward. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we've got something good going on here and everything. But you'd think that he would have invited her to join him. But, no, he didn't. And, and I don't. What I don't get is because she she was in on this like early on. Yeah. Why didn't she just come along when they started their um their alien trek across the universe, boldly <laughs> going forward because they can't find reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, maybe Terry just you know she probably had a second opinion, going, eh, I'll let them do their thing, but. Maybe she really didn't believe. Maybe she's like, eh, crazy. Parents. Maybe she just lo- maybe she just loved her mom and loved being because there's there's no mention about the father about Terry's father. So maybe she was just uh-huh. like, you know, you know, loved her mother mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But this death rocked the cult to its core because how could this happen? She was one of the two, and she was supposed to be murdered and resurrected. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where's that at? Yeah. So Applewhite gathered everybody together and broke the news, and everybody started crying and not hugging because that would be slippage. Uh. (laughs) Yep. Um, But Applewhite managed to keep everybody together despite the fact that it was supposed to be the two of them that would take them to the next level. So he changed the rules to explain the reason for for T's death. Uh. Of course he did. Yeah. Cult leaders are masters at moving the freaking goalpost. Exactly. So he tells the followers that she hasn't actually died. He said that she had found another path to the next level by shedding her body, and this sets the stage for the horrific grand finale. A bone. <laughs> All right. There we go. And the the followers bought it, and they even went out recruiting new members. And Applewhite went even further off the rails. Now he says that human parents don't have any claim to their children, and it was evil for them to think to think that they did. 
he's clearly trying to tap into the rebellion that kids can have toward their parents. And I'm talking kids in their twenties. You know, like I said, you know, there's no, there's no actual minor children. In yeah. Cult. But you know, like the Gen Xers nowadays that are suing their parents because they didn't ask to be born. Yeah. And they want money because I didn't ask to be born. Why should I have a job? You should pay me. Just give me money. It's not that it's not the Gen Xers that are doing that. It's Gen Y and the millennials. Well, no, not Gen X. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're Gen yeah. X. It's we're new, Gen X. And, and not the Gen, yeah. Gen X. Gen X was the last. I mean. Gen X was the last badass generation. I know. I'm glad I'm part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Me the too. not not so much. It's the Gen Zers that are doing that. Like I didn't ask <laughs> to be born. That's what yeah. I meant to say, Gen Zers. I didn't ask to yeah. be born. Well, you we didn't had ask clear... permission to give birth to me. If we hadn't clarified that, we would have gotten we we would have lost a good chunk of our audience. If we I know that was, that, was, that was entirely my fault. I I misspoke myself. That was entirely my fault. I love Gen X. I am part of Gen X. Go Gen X. All but, three um, of us are. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, it's the Gen Zers that just don't want to get a job and don't want to do shit. I mean, at least what you see on TikTok and all that crap. But, you know, who knows if any of that shit's real? Who gives? I mean, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. The, moving on. The, the new young members seem to love the lifestyle. Why? I don't know. I but, know. Um, but the old, I mean, no sex. <laughs> but the older members were thinking that uh, something was off with Doe. I mean, T was the brains of the operation and Doe was the mouthpiece, you know, kind of like the Alamos, which is another mm. cult that will be covering at some point that susan alamo was the brain leaving her nut job husband tony in charge when she died the same thing happened here yeah survivors said that he was heartbroken and questioning whether or not that he could go on that slippage slippage <laughs> slip <laughs> and why would he be heartbroken if he actually believed the garbage that he was spewing yeah, he wouldn't be. <laughs> one follower was cleaning Applewhite's room one day, and he came across a book from the Hemlock Society on ways to kill yourself. The Hemlock Society was an American right-to-die organization and assisted suicide advocacy organization that lasted from 1980 to 2003. Wow. Wow, that was a long time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, and, I didn't think something like that would have made it that far. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously. <laughs> that should have ended like right after it started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, if they truly believed in what they were preaching, whatever, it is what it is. <laughs> And that's going on TikTok too. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> you see how easy it is to fucking derail Bill? <laughs> <laughs> I do this shit all the time. But he gets me back though, dude. He's got me back, dude. I'm like, I'm just we're sitting there, dude, and he'll say something, and I'll just be like, the f- what the? Oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
gotta breathe. Yeah, take a breath, man. <sighs> yeah, drink another beer. That'll help. Uh, dude, I love this. I love my job in this fucking podcast. Dude. I just sit here. I do. I do no research. I do nothing. I just listen and react, and I fucking bust out zingers to fuck Bill. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Might not be this episode, but I'm gonna get you back for that. Yeah, you know. I couldn't help it, dude. That was you set that one up, dude, and I just fucking <laughs> knocked that shit right out the park. <laughs> oh god. That Apple was on steroids at his fucking peak of his career, just fucking drilling a grand slam right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apple White began preaching that the only way for them to get to the next level would be for them to shed for them all to shed their bodies as T had done. And um, and then for their soul to board a UFO, you know, spaceship when the time was right. But what does God need with a spaceship? What does God need with anything? <laughs> He's omniscient and omnipotent. <sighs> no. But seriously, why would a soul need to have transportation on a spaceship? Because that's part of their beliefs. In 1996, they started a website to recruit more followers. And this is when they officially donned the name Heaven's Gate, and they were the first cult to use the Internet as a recruiting platform. Dude, when the Internet was fucking young. (laughs) Yep. But some of their newer members were IT professionals who had left jobs in places like Silicon Valley to join up. So um, they they used their, yeah they used their skills to bring in money designing websites for people because because at the time that made a lot of money I mean GoDaddy and stuff like that you know these design your own websites weren't around then yeah. and nobody nobody knew how to do it unless you were trained to so if you had a website that was built between 1995 and 1997 that you paid somebody to to design there's a chance you might have it designed by by Heaven's Gate wow. <laughs> but I mentioned before that nobody was there against their will one man who was a website designer for Apple White just decided that it was time to go but the clogs were the the claws were still dug in why am I hearing an echo I don't know Uh, check check okay I'm not anymore oh that was weird um but the claws were still dug in, and he actually went to Apple White to talk about it. And Apple White thought that he had convinced him that, you know, that he was missing out and to stay. But the guy left the same day. <laughs> now he had—he's in the documentary. He's one of the people that was talking like broke, like a like a, a stroke survivor. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had been there for eighteen years. And this is the same guy that I talked about that who was there with a woman that he was head over heels in love with and was forced to ignore. Now, eight, 18 years without sex. 18 years without sex. I haven't gone 18 years without sex. 
in my life. You know, I mean, but the guy didn't even get to say goodbye to her, but she called him the next day um, begging for him to come back. And he tried to get her to leave, but she didn't. Um, shortly later, shortly the cult, later, <laughs> favorite term, <laughs> the cult relocated to Santa Fe to a Santa Fe mansion near San Diego. And this was by far the nice, the nicest place that they had stayed at, but Applewhite didn't like it. It was a worldly pleasure and they were supposed to give those up. <laughs> so Applewhite gathered up all the men, you know, freaking out because he had had a wet dream the night before. Oh, shit. <laughs> Slippage. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> and the guest fucking derails, Bill. <laughs> Again, again. <laughs> yeah, yuck, yuck it up, Todd. This is the guy I was probably going to have replace you if you hadn't come. You know, if well, you know what? I would have been happy with it, dude. And I actually, I would actually listen to the podcast then. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, but no, shit, shit happened. Shit happened, and you know it shit happened i mean todd was never going to leave the podcast so <laughs> no i just i had a rough patch that's all mm-hmm. so he wanted to eliminate those hormones from him from his system and he asked if there was any other men that felt the same way 18 years without sex and i'm assuming without masturbation as well oh no dude they were all jerking off you know they were Everybody oh, was masturbating, dude. Seriously, they can't have sex. No. Sorry. They were doing it in whatever, secret, whatever, but everybody was doing it, dude. There's no you have to release. You have to release that pressure. You have to. Yes. <laughs> one, way, one way or another, you have to release that pressure. <laughs> but Yes, you do. You know, I, I don't even see why he's shocked. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. And I, I believe, I, I actually believe that Applewhite wasn't jerking off. No, I don't think he was. Yeah. I mean, dude, that Yoda-looking motherfucker. I mean, dude, he was like evil <laughs> Yoda, dude. Yeah. yeah. Unless he was on some other drug. But, oh, yeah. There's that, too. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm not even sure if I believe that he had a wet dream. I'm, I think that, you know, my thought is that he was, he was just making that whole thing up for the next phase of his depravity, which pull the knife out of what I told you to stick a knife in earlier. Because that's where we are now. All right. Some of the men said that they had been having those thoughts as well. And this was when Applewhite brought up castration for the first time using the Bible verse. If there, if your eye offends thee, pluck it out. <laughs> he, said, he said that there was only one sure way for the male followers to get rid of their sexual desires and that was you guessed it chop it off yeah <sighs> sorry i forgot all... how the buttons on the fucking roadcaster work dude my bad <laughs> carry on 
Oh, did you do that or or did Paul? I did that. He did that. So wow, 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 wow. Yes, I you did. did that. That. I did. Oh, okay. I, did. I figured out how the pads work on the roadcaster again, dude. I'm so like, we okay. But all, anyway. all, all but one man, all but one man were on board because you know you got to get to the next level. Yes. Mm. Next level must get there. Seriously, why would you? I mean. If Dude, it's I'm not, as I'm not cutting nothing on my body for no reason. It's not even so much that. What if you you get there and you're just going to walk around? Bye. 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 Dude, here, here's the best part, though. Right? They actually do get picked up by an alien ship. And all the aliens want to do is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, um... Our boss told us that we can't do that anymore. <laughs> so, you know, just saying, dude. I mean, wouldn't that be the perfect irony to this story? Yeah, yeah it would. Yeah, it would. And then, and then, and then the the women on board the the spaceship are just like scantily clad, drop dead gorgeous, you know, and everything. They're and not like, even scantily right. clad, dude. They're aliens, dude. They're walking around naked because right. they care. And they're like, and they're like, give us, give us some, of, give us some of that. Well, we cut our dicks off. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck did you do that for? Uh, our boss told us to. He said you guys would want to have sex. Oh no, dude, that's all we're about. <laughs> that is that. I can see hell being that. <laughs> or, I can see that being their version of hell. <laughs> yeah, heaven's gate version of hell. They show up on a UFO saying, Hey, our boss told us we weren't, you know, you guys didn't want sex. And they'd be like, That's all we want. That's all we want. Like, oh fuck, this isn't heaven. This is hell. We have our, our, our goddamn wait and cut my you know. Our current our currency is based on how well we fuck. <laughs> exactly. So Dude, not only how are you not, perfect would that be? Holy not shit. only are you not having sex, you're going to be broke for eternity too. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going to send you back. It's like, God damn it, I knew this planet wasn't worth a shit. Yeah. And you can't leave, so what are you going to do? They're, they're, they'll hire you as a... Uh, and then uh, now you're slaves. You know, a voter, you know. Vote how everybody else does it. No, they're good. No, they're, 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 yeah, they're dude, job. We'll, we'll put you in the the dead person voting category. No, they're <laughs> their job. Because you because you can't go back. You can't go back because you you're already dead. So you you can't go back. So their job to mop up the spooge from the 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 sexy aliens. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're the cleanup crew. Yeah, dude, your your job now is jizz mopper. <laughs> I love fucking never mind. Carry on. I love fucking too. <laughs> no, yeah. Don't we all? Like, well, not, a, not, not everybody apparently. <laughs> I mean. Well dude, they were talked out of it. They all loved it when they got there. That's true. They That's were just true. talked out of it. So, one woman was a former nurse, and she said that she could perform the castrations without an actual servant or surgeon. And there were actually, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> there were actually men bickering about who would do it first. 
Dude, like Robin Hood men in tights, like <laughs> Moil extraordinaire. It's a rage. Everybody's doing it. You know? Yeah. So I'll have one. I'll have one. Well, I take your little thing and I put it in here and I nip it. No, never mind. I'm done. <laughs> no, 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 no I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But um, it came down to these two people, these two guys, one of which you know, is somebody that was um, interviewed in the documentary, which we're going to get to him later. But they decided a, a, on a coin toss. Oh, and the guy that um the guy that was in the the documentary he lost the coin toss <laughs> and he's thankful but we're you know put a knife in that because we're going to get to him <laughs> all right i say put a knife in that when we're about to talk about castration yeah i know i let <laughs> that one go <laughs> i caught I it can... i caught it but during the first castration apple white said if this doesn't bond us, nothing will. <laughs> God damn. Uh, oh man, these guys were awake for this, and although they had been, you know, they they had been given a local anesthetic there. Thank God. All right. What, I had a get Novocaine number or something. Yeah, I I had a vasectomy and I was awake for it. And. I was a sniveling that, that's one. different though, dude. That's just like cutting your sack open and going in there and with like, I know and, and cutting your tubes. Right. Dude, getting no, your junk no. cut off is a completely different thing. Exactly. That's my point. But I I was awake for it and I was a sniveling, whiny little bitch. And I really wasn't losing anything at all. And this nurse, I mean the, the nurse that was there, you know, I mean she was this huge black woman and she was holding my hand, stroking me, my stroking my hair, telling me everything's going to be okay. I'm like, okay. She's like, what do, you, what, do you, what do you like to do? I'm like, I play guitar. <laughs> you know, and I, I, was, I was like crying. She's like, it's okay, honey. And I don't know what I would have done if it hadn't been for her being there because she was awesome. I loved her. I wanted to kiss her. You know, and yeah <laughs> for that nurse. Yeah. Oh, she was great. That's awesome. But, uh, but I, I seriously doubt any type of comforting was going on during this with this guy, since comforting is slippage. <laughs> Can't comfort anybody. I forgot about slippage. My bad. <laughs> I don't know how I forgot about it, but I did. Anyway, moving on. So at first it seemed like a success, but the guy's testicles started to swell and the guy was in serious pain. So they took him to the hospital and I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall for his intake, (laughs) you know, right. But that ended the DIY castration. (laughs) um, Most of the men who had been all for it backed out. Uh, No, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Once they found out what it entailed. (laughs) But seven of the men, including Applewhite, had it done professionally by an actual surgeon. Oh, all right. One man, and this is the guy I was talking about, one of the ones that was bickering. And I swear in the the video, he looks just like Joseph Paul Franklin. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I'm not poor guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, he looks like Joseph Paul Franklin. And um but I mean I'm I'm not comparing him to Joseph to JPF at all, but I'm just you know, it's, that was my first thought when I saw him, and then I had to include it in this episode because I knew it would chap your ass, Todd. Yeah, I know that fucking curse episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he was masturbating and not reporting it, and he finally went to Apple White and said he couldn't take it anymore. He said he had to leave the cult because he'd been there for nineteen years. Oof. Damn it, man! <sighs> so he left. Um, Apple White had discovered a nationally syndicated radio show that had become required nightly listening for the, the cultists. Take a guess. What show? Oh, oh I know this one. I, I remember listening to it way back when, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A great, great art bell. Coast to Coast AM. Yep. With art okay. bell. Uh, I've, I've listened to that. It's a, it's good. I mean, it's, it, it would, even with George Norrie, it's still really good, you know, if yeah. you're into that type of stuff. But um, Art Bell was better than George Norrie, but still. But in in November of 1996, Art Bell said on the show that he had seen a photo of the approaching Hale-Bopp Comet. And Art Bell reported that he saw a large object near the rear of the comet and speculated on what it could be. Now... As good as Art Bell was, he was an entertainer front and foremost. He admitted that he would secretly laugh at some of the people that would call in with their wild stories. But he had ratings, so he did whatever was necessary to grow the show and keep people listening as well as to attract new listeners. So he delivered, you know, and I mean, that's what you're supposed to do if you're a, a entertainer. You're supposed yep. to find what works and do it. But but still, I mean, he gave these people, even though he thought it was it was all bullshit, he gave these people a platform to, you know, to to tell their story, even mm-hmm. though he was secretly laughing at them. It meant a lot to the people that were doing it, you know, that were calling in to tell these stories. So, it's, uh, you know what? I, I don't care. No harm, no foul. You know? Yeah, yeah sure. Art Bell was, I, I like, I, I love this. I, I, you know, you can find like old episodes of him with um you know on like youtube and whatnot and they're probably there's probably a pod podcast out there with yeah the i think, on saturday, I think well. on saturday nights um on 5 40 a.m here um he's on re- uh, replays and stuff like that from his older older shows oh really so, did you hear that they're trying to take am radio out of cars now yeah a what all these, yeah electric cars because it interferes oh. the electric uh, motors interfere with the am the amplitude yeah. They're trying to take AM radio out of electric cars. Yeah. They should take the electric out of electric cars. Yes, they should. <laughs> but, but there really was something trailing the comet, but nobody knew exactly what it was. But Applewhite knew it was the spaceship. The Coming UFO that was coming to take them away. Ha <laughs> ha. Coming to take us away. Ho ho. He he ha ha. I thought that they were angels, but to my surprise, <laughs> I climbed aboard their starship and headed to the next level. Actually, you know what? I'm not sorry, Dennis DeYoung, that we brought you into this. <laughs> you are. Never mind. <laughs> but. But on, on March 19th, Applewhite and the Colt were determined to be ready to be taken. 
apparently um, the cult had a particular set of skills. And <laughs> 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 no. Okay. That one bombed. <laughs> but um, but he, he said that they they came from distant space and that they were a that they the cult you know Marshall Applewhite came from distant space and that they were about to return. He said the Earth was about to be recycled, and there are videos of all of his addresses on YouTube. And he he made an address to anyone who would listen, saying that. Their only chance to survive was to leave with them. Mm. They all wore black jumpsuits with a mission patch like the ones that NASA wears that said Heaven's Gate Away Team on them. And Applewhite was a huge Star Trek fan, and he would make his followers watch the episodes. so they all they all put their IDs into a shirt pocket, and they all wore the the, the same black and white Nike shoes. And there was speculation that Heaven's Gate bought the Nikes because of their slogan, Just Do It. Uh, uh-huh. But according to the documentary, it turned out that those that the Nikes were cheaper, and I'm not buying that because Nike has never been a cheap brand. Uh-uh. Well, dude, the shoes that the the the, the shoes they bought were they found oh, they found a place where they could get that shoe because it was a discontinued shoe oh. for cheap. Hmm. From That's how I understand it. I, I could well, be wrong. No, you're probably I, right. I mean, I could be wrong. Don't hold me to that. But from the stuff that I've watched about it, like the shoes that they actually wore, I don't, they may not have been discontinued Nikes, but they were old Nikes and, but not old enough to be like Air Force Ones where you have to pay a like ten grand to get a pair of those now, but they were just a brand. They were just like a brand of Nikes that nobody wanted, so they got them for cheap. Is yeah. is how I understood it. Okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy I, that. I, mean, I could be totally wrong, and if I am wrong, you know, no, that actually that actually makes sense. That actually makes sense. That goes yeah. along with with what they were saying in the documentary. Yeah. So but I, if, yeah, I, if I'm wrong about that. that, please feel free to correct me in the comments. You know, actually, that'll give you a chance to interact with us on social media. Right, and we, we all to... we give you all homework. Yes. Yeah. So anyhow, <laughs> but so no, but I, I, no, what what you just said makes perfect sense, and I I was the one that said that I wasn't buying that though because Nike's never been a cheap brand. That was me saying that. No, they haven't. So so, so that so but but what you what, what you just explained makes perfect sense. So, I guess um, that's how I remember it. Could be wrong. Who knows? So on March nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven, they ca- carried out their great escape plan. Viva la next level. <laughs> yeah. The next level lives on. <laughs> There's video of Applewhite addressing all of the followers saying that they're going to the kingdom of heaven. And all the followers have giddy grins on their faces. They were all excited because the day had finally come. Yay! Finally. Somebody had written out a recipe for a suicide cocktail on paper. And it was a mixture of phenobarbital and vodka. And yeah. And they, they, put, done that. <laughs> they 
they put um, on painter's masks to catch any vomit. Um, oh, it, it, no, it, it was it was a mixture of phenobarbital, vodka, and pudding. Pudding. <laughs> what kind chocolate, of pudding? Chocolate pudding with vodka. Chocolate pudding with, with vodka. vodka. <laughs> and phenobarbital. And phenobarbital. Dude, sign me up. <laughs> but they put on painter's mask and that's just what it, that's just what it said you know in the documentary but uh, what it but painter's mask is basically the same thing as one of these stupid blue covid masks and so, now they're canceled <laughs> <laughs> but they look they look stupid that's all i'm saying yeah but you use the c word <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, not the point. Actually, it's no. probably it's probably way beyond. I don't think the c word will get us fucking canceled, so it's all good. Yeah, but um, they all they all um they put the painter's mask to catch any vomit. Then they um they all put plastic bags over heads and taped them tight around their necks. Um, they all laid down in beds. Some laid on the floor. Some even laid on like windowsills. And the the phenobarbital would knock them out, and they would suffocate due to the bags, you know, the the bags on their head. And it says in the it's and I guess you get to get, be drunk when you go out too because of the oh, vodka. Yeah. The vodka, yeah, yeah. It's the only way I go. But it says in the instructions: lay down, relax, and you should fall asleep fairly soon. So they all divided up into groups to die in increments so that they could be cleaned up after after they died. Then the gloop the, the gloop. The group that cleaned them up they the group cleaned up some gloop, I'm sure. <laughs> well yeah, because you know when you die <laughs> you gloop just let go and you just yeah you make a mess out of everything. <laughs> so um then the group that cleaned them up would do it and then so on and so on. And the cleaners were to take off the plastic bag and, and the mask and clean up the vomit and whatever else, and then put a purple shroud over their heads. Mm-hmm. There was there was only one member that didn't have a purple shroud, and she was likely the last one to die. And it was the same former nurse that had, who had done the botched castration. Uh, of course. Hmm. Right. So I'm surprised... Nope. I'm surprised... N- Everybody died. <laughs> she was the one heading up everything. Well, you know, they just did it. So it is what it is. Yeah. On March 26, 1997, a survivor um, or a former cultist tipped off the police to go check out the mansion. They had no idea what they were walking into. One officer said that he had never in a million years imagined that he would see anything like that. After the bodies were removed, the police began um, searching the mansion. They found goodbye videos, and every cultist had made a goodbye video. Uh, the tapes were labeled exit interviews. Hmm. And, <laughs> of course they were. Yeah. And everyone said that they were happy and doing this of their own free will. And that they were ready to finally go to the next level. But that was on the surface. One survivor said that he saw fear in the faces of each and every single one of the people on the videos. 
And that had to have been really hard for a survivor to to watch. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. So 38 people. Never mind. What? No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, they, yeah, there was fear in their eyes because they were like, well, we're either going to go catch the UFO and go do this or we're going to be dead. Right. Of course there was fear in their eyes. I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. So 38 people were killed. One parent of one of the cultists says that there was one suicide and 38 murders, and she is not wrong. Yep, I agree. One survivor said that he's glad to be alive, um, but, you know, he, you know, this is the one that looks like Joseph Paul Franklin, <laughs> the one that left, the, the one that left because he was jerking off. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, but I'm, I'm not going to make fun of him because, well, I'm going to get. I'm not going to make fun of any of these, you know, especially because of my background. So don't think that I'm going there. No. But um, he he a hundred he says he's glad to be alive, but he a hundred percent believes that Doe and T were the second coming of Jesus. Still today. And still I today. Still well, at, at least at at the time of when the documentary was made. Wow. And from one cult sur- survivor to another. Dude, that's all I have to say about that. And if he's listening, email me at Billzilla at gmail dot com and let's talk. I'm serious because yeah, okay, dude, I will talk. I'll I'll talk to you. We'll we'll talk. I I'll never make fun of a cult survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so don't think that I'm setting you up for that. If you're a cult leader and I send you an email, yeah, I'm bringing you on to fucking make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's but, a blessing. It's a blessing that there there is a survivor. Or that there are survivors to any cult. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, no, I, I sent an email to a, a cult leader last night, or a, a, a Facebook message to a cult leader last night. I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, he ain't going to come on. It's a she, but yeah. Whoever it is, I know you sent me that message, dude, and I was like half asleep. But not <laughs> I only said it yeah. because you were because it popped up that you were active on Facebook. I dude, wouldn't have said it if anything, dude. I'm always active on everything, even if I'm asleep. I don't log out of nothing. No. So Terry, Bonnie Nettle's daughter, said that she wished that Bonnie was still alive, and she said that Bonnie would have stopped all all of this. Maybe, probably, but you never know. Right. Um, <clears throat> Heaven's Gate is still active. Um, two cultists were left behind to maintain the cult's website, and you can get information about Doe and T's supposed return. You can even email them, and they will email you back. And you can even make a donation should you choose to do so. And it's still active today. It's still active as of right now. Um, yeah, yeah, I, talk- have, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> what, because are they waiting they- for another comment? <laughs> yeah, these two people are waiting for another comment. 
and they're trying to they're trying to bring people they're basically trying to resurrect it but you know while they have a little bit of a scattered following people donating from time to time and all that stuff nobody's coming out there it's like it's not going to be the you know they're they're not going to get the compound together again or anything like that they're just going to um you know but so they're basically just collecting money and all that stuff and everything but i'm going to talk about another podcast right now all right time suck when they um when they covered heaven's gate or when he when Dan Cummins covered Heaven's Gate, he actually went to the website and started sending you know like email co- correspondence talking about like we're well, going to be ready for his re- for their return. I will help spread the word, and he even donated like two hundred bucks. <laughs> and, and they and they yeah. they they emailed him back. They emailed him back talking about like like okay, well, this is what we need to do next and all that stuff. I mean, that was a couple of years ago, but <laughs> I just thought that was fucking hilarious. And if oh, he hadn't wow. done it, if he hadn't done it, I would have. Right. <laughs> but if I do it now, then they're gonna be like, Oh, you ripped off time sack. Yeah. Stump <laughs> don't, don't they still have to wait two thousand years? <clears throat> well they we do talking? now, yeah. <laughs> are, but hold on, are we talking Old Testament Heaven's Gate or New Testament Heaven's Gate? I don't know. We're gonna have to get a copy of that manifesto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Holy shit, dude! All right, yeah. this is. There's gonna be a part two to this, no matter what. <laughs> no, no, there's not. We're done. We're done. I know, but you know what I'm saying, though, dude. We're gonna have to get a copy. Like, dude. All right. Is the new <laughs> Heaven's Gate waiting two thousand years? Like, like, like you just said. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe one of the listeners, maybe one of the listeners will be a, a one of the newer members and go, "Hey, I'll, we'll give you a copy of the uh, of the new charter or the new." Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, oh. I mean, maybe, maybe not a part two, but like a follow up. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, dude. dude so you, so you want me to... so fucking active? Like seriously? actually, you know what? Because because of the fact that I just you know mentioned what time suck did if i do it if i do the same thing it's not me ripping them off it's me no. seeing if i if i can get a, like a different result yeah exactly <laughs> dude, podcast dude, dude bill we, we've been doing this for over a year right everybody you know dude, it's like you cannot find a topic that somebody ain't done you True. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I just, might be able to. We just got to do our spin on it, you know. Right. Yeah. And dude, if we do it with fucking, you know, if we do it another collab again or whatever we do, dude, I keep wanting to call you Pete for some reason, but I know it's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Mary. know why I want to call you Pete, bro. I know your name is, but you know what I mean. Anyway, not the point. The point is that, yeah. Everybody's done everything. Yep. You know, dude, it's like music. Like, dude, you cannot write an original piece of music that has never been done before because no, there's, there's, there's only 12 notes. And everybody's done everything. And Tony Iommi is the riff god, and you will never, <laughs> ever write a riff that does not sound like Tony Iommi. I'm sorry. It just, it will not happen. Nope. But the sorry. point is, that yeah, dude. If we find out more information about the new Heaven's Gate, let's do a fucking like a a revisit, a yeah, revisit yeah. or a what like an update or something. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? 
Well, yeah. well you, dude, these nine percent beers are kicking my fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're more talkative than you usually are. Maybe I know. I've been like, yeah. Is that number two or three? Oh, this like is, lost four, count. This, this, this is five. <laughs> I oh, called it. I said four or five. Uh, I know. I know. I said at the beginning of this shit that I was only gonna drink like two of them. But yeah, that went right out the friggin' window. <laughs> because so, you know, uh, dude, I, I have better responses when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> because I do know. I do. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway, hey, there's room for more beer. So. Anyway, wrapping up, um, Paul, thank, thanks for joining us. And by the way, you are welcome anytime. Yes, absolutely, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. And had had a had a blast with with you. I mean, got got to, you know, I mean, the, <laughs> that that was fun. And you know, Heaven's Gate was going to, it's a, you know, like Chris Watts was last week. It was going to be on our list to do at some point. I just had no plans on doing it anytime soon. But you know. Farnsworth last week wanted to do Chris Watts. You chose Heaven's Gate, so we did him. <laughs> so, so um, it was a great time. Um, go ahead and tell them about your podcast again. Wrapping it up, uh, you can find my podcast at the Conscious Radio Network dot com, and um, everything is on that website. You can go check us out on uh, the YouTube channel where everything starts. We're on Am- or on uh, Amazon Music iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and a shitload more. I can't name them all. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so and, um, you know, check us out on social media and everything, and freaking interact with us. If you yeah, don't right. interact, if you don't interact with us, I'm going to send Flat Earth Frank to your house. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks a hell of a lot for listening. I had a blast on this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, we'll, until next week, later. Later. Cheers, everybody.